To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Happy New Year, all you beautiful people. Hi. Ooh, my scare, my, my scare, my chair is really squeaky. That's okay. Happy New Year, everybody. We are in 2021. We can you didn't, ditch. You didn't say your catchphrase. Happy New Year, all you beautiful people. I literally said that because you didn't catch it because you had to talk about your chair. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, we're ditching that horrible 2020 and uh, we're moving forward with 2021. Yes. Hopefully it's a better year. We have a cool show for you today. Um, yeah, we're gonna, just going to roll through the news. We, we're going to kind of run down our best and worst of 2020. Yes, we are. We hope you guys had a safe holiday. Uh, last week we did a show you know, during Christmas, but we haven't done one well, since the last two holidays. So. I don't know what you guys did, but we did absolutely nothing. As most people should have done. Um, but, you know, my wife made me, is making me watch The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and you know me. Boring. I'm, All of them. I'm dead inside a little bit. Yeah. And I got I got uh, banished from Twitter basically yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Which I don't care. Sorry, like fourteen hours of boringness. All right, um, it's podcast day. Time to open a couple of cold ones. Oh, thanks for opening up my Snapple. How does that sound? Huh? Yeah, peach peach tea. <clears throat> okay, so let's start off this podcast by saying. Two weeks. Two weeks is what we're giving ourselves to fully start the new tier for the $7 subscribers and our YouTube. Um, we basically have it. I mean, me and Skylar are looking around. We have all of our posters. We have our beer fridge. We have uh, pretty much everything. We just need furniture. And we need a uh, the TV. Well, yeah, we need the TV too. But we also, once we get the TV up, we can kind of <coughs> start okay. decorating. Are you okay well, there? Well, yeah. I'm actually going to take those things down. I don't know what I want to do. But what we need to do is figure out where we want our posters. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. Puck Art Heroes, we love you for that poster. That poster oh, yes. is amazing. And what I forgot to tell you, he's shipping us a copy. Oh, awesome. To hang yeah. in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's going to be dope. So if anybody wants one, um, comment on this podcast. Because I know a couple of you guys want one. Um, but we'll sign them. And we'll send them to you guys if you want one, um, along with uh, your tiers. And um, for you $3 subscribers, um, we'll figure something out so you guys can get a poster too. Um, we may just... No, that's a little too complicated. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but well, our it's... 7 and $10 subscribers, you will be getting a poster signed by me and Skylar. <laughs> sounds so funny. Sounds so, that's, we're douchey. not used to it. <laughs> Here's a signed poster from Skyler and Derek. They're like, great. Yeah, eBay. <laughs> you got a whole penny for it. Yeah. But well, we'll send those out to you guys while uh, um, while we ship out your 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 stuff. That's almost a year late. <laughs> yeah. um, but you $3 subscribers. Um, we'll figure something out for you guys. We'll figure something out. We'll do like a, uh, uh, we'll either do like a, what's it called? Like a contest or something. We'll, or we'll, we'll put it up for sale, I guess. We'll figure something out. Yeah, but we have to get Puck Heroes artwork, uh, our uh, Puck Heroes uh, permission if we wanted to throw that bad boy up on our side. This is true. Anyway, okay, so that's a little bit about what we have planned. Um, So let's dive into a little project, which I totally thought was something regarding Quentin Tarantino, but this is a new project altogether, Skylar. 
Yeah, they kind of touched this on uh, touched on this during the Disney Investors Day meeting. Um, this is Reservation Dogs from Taika Waititi and Sterling Harjo. Harjo, I could be saying that. Harjo. I think it's our Harjo from Mecco. Um, I thought it was yeah. Miko. Oh no, there should be another E. Never mind. Yeah. So it's coming to FX on Hulu. It's it, it follows a group of four Native American teenagers in rural Oklahoma who spend their days committing crime as well as fighting it. Okay, how is this not Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> Are, is it is it blue, pink, brown, blue, green, yellow? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. <laughs> you don't? No. Have you ever seen Reservoir Dogs? No. <gasps> hey, no, 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 no. You don't get oh, to... No, no. That no. is blasphemous. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that to me, mister. I've never seen Home Alone. You don't get to do that. Okay, fair enough. But okay. everybody's character is Mr. Green, Mr. Yellow, Mr. Brown. There's a funny part in Reservoir Dogs where uh, Quentin Tarantino plays Mr. Brown. And he's like, why the f- am I brown? That's color. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, this is a Native American show coming to FX. Don't know anything about it outside of that besides some of the actors who are all newcomers. Um, but anything Taika Waititi is involved with, of course we're oh, into. It's going to be super uh, humor-based for sure. Um, moving on down. Do you want to talk about this? No, because no. it was worth nothing. But everyone, so really quick, what we're talking about is the Kevin Feige musical Marvel oh, yeah. Studios yeah, yeah, yeah. that ended up being nothing. And everyone's like, we're going to get a first look at Eternals and Shang-Chi. And I'm like, well, no, hold your, hold your horses. And I tried telling people that and people got mad at me. They're like, no, we're, they wouldn't do something this big and not show us anything. And everyone got the, <laughs> the Mandarin logo for Eternals and Shang-Chi. And it's basically... The American version, but in Mandarin. So, congratulations on your first look at Eternals and Shang Chi, people. <laughs> um, oh boy! Um, you want to talk about Soul? Yeah, let's talk about Soul a little bit. Um, since uh, I am not the biggest Disney guy, I'm more of your Marvel and Star Wars. That's what I keep telling. Um, I freaking love Soul. It oh, was so, so good. good. I don't want to say it was better than Onward, but you know me and jazz, bro. Yeah. I love the jazz soundtrack. I like the whole plot. Um, we kind of hit the nail on the head of kind of, uh, when we first saw the trailer, we talked about it, how it's, you know, like soul is like a double meaning for like the soul in your heart. Yeah. And then, you know, your actual soul. Yeah. So props to, props to Pete Doctor. That's, it's a, it's a damn good movie. And Pete Doctor just does this. Like you look at uh, Inside Out, Monsters Inc., well, you know. If you guys go to Pete Doctor's Twitter, uh, he's actually showing a lot of behind the scenes of Soul, which they started production back in 2016. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was before I got married. Crazy. Anyway, uh, what do you think of Soul? So I, I, I love Soul. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, Spoiler alert. Maybe. Soul's not on mine. <laughs> What I liked about it is I really liked the Jamie Foxx character. I liked the the play on Jamie Foxx going into the cat and Tina Fey going into Joe and uh, their little banter. I thought it, I thought it was well, fun. I, I like the uh, and I and it happens a lot in, in movies and television, but where you know you have a non speaking character that can only be understood by one character, and then they kind of like put you in the perspective of other people, and it's just the cat meowing. Right. <laughs> you yeah. thought you better get that cat under control. Tell that fool to chill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Easter eggs were really cool. If you saw yeah. the, the pick a name tag scene, there was all these famous, legendary, great people of like, I, th- I think Rosa Parks was on there. Uh, Gandhi was on there. Jesus. Joe Ramp, who's a Pixar Jesus? Employee. Was he on there? 
I don't know how religious they were going. You know what's funny is the guy that plays, uh, what's his name, Joe? Joe's former student. You know, the one that brings him into like that, that jazz gig? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's Questlove. Yeah. I, I thought that was funny because he's a drummer. And he's the drummer. Yeah, that's why they cast him as the drummer. All right, all right. I thought that was cool. No, it was cool. And Angela Bassett, by the way, is like doing everything with Disney now. She's like an Angela Bassett in everything in general. Good for for her. We we love us some Angela Bassett. Um, Everyone was like uh, missing uh, the John Ratzenberger cameo. You don't. Bill Cosby, the Cosby show, the one that played the mom. Mm-hmm. She's Joe's mom, Claire Huxtable. Yeah, yeah, Claire yeah. Huxtable. which is yeah, which, yeah. that was pretty cool. She yeah. was actually really cool in the movie. Um, and then David 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 Diggs played like the little the a- Paul. Yeah, he was the <laughs> yeah. little a hole guy yeah. in the barbershop. The barbershop scene is the best scene oh, yeah, in that whole like, movie. Too deep, man. Too yeah. deep. Yeah. <laughs> but the oh. the barber was played by some Tate. No, not Tate Diggs. It's, no, no, no. Uh, it was it's uh, a rapper. I forget who it is. I, I've if you look at him, you, you'll know who it is. Um, Rachel House, who played the little. The little soul trying to grab the little accountant soul trying to get them back into the the world. Uh, she's uh, Moana's grandma. Oh no way! And she's uh, uh, Topaz in Thor Ragnarok. She's the oh. one that tries to track the, get try and get uh, Valkyrie. There's one. There's, he's a British actor, but I think he's of Indian descent, and uh, he plays one of the uh, uh, what is it called? Jen, Jen Jonathan or something like that? Or is what Jerry? Those? Jerry. He was played couple, one of the Jerry's. Well, there was Jermaine Clement. That's what I'm talking about. Who was about. also from yes. Moana. Yes, that's who yeah. I met. Um, and then you had uh, Graham Norton as the hippie soul oh, guy. Yeah. He was funny. Dude, I really liked him. He was probably him. my favorite character because he, like, as soon as, like, his ship goes down, he, like, breaks out of, like, his, his spin signing and he just does a salute, yep. <laughs> like, to no one. <laughs> oh, man, I it, thought that was funny. It, um... And as I was saying, the John Ratzenberg cameo, you don't see, because he's in every Pixar movie, well, he is in Soul, you don't see his character, you only hear his voice, and it's, you hear him turning down Joe a gig for oh, a job. Right, right, So right. You, you'll hear his voice, it's so distinct, I'm shocked not a lot of people caught that. Nah, not me. Um, <laughs> for, for me, I, I re-ranked the Pixar movies, I'm sure I'm sure you already saw it, and I put it yeah, on Twitter. I still have a lot of Pixar movies to to see yeah i it's it's up there for me i really liked how this one and i'm i'm like you you know i like onward yeah. so and i we were talking about this there's like there's such different pixar movies and pixar does everything great that you can't really compare two widely different pixar movies and then say one's better than the other no i yeah i, I totally get that so what we want to know what you guys thought of soul um it's, you know, if you haven't checked it out, it's on Disney Plus. No premiere access. It's all good for yep, you. you it's all good. Click, click and watch. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, so really quick, Sean Nyberg has been killing it oh as well as God. Josh and Dempsey. Thank you guys for your hard work. Preston, great job on the Soul Review, actually. You yeah. also got the Mandalorian wrap-up review. Nice. Um, so thanks to you guys. You guys have done a great job, Alexis. Again, thank you. We always got to make sure we shout you guys out. Yeah. You want to um, talk about this? Or uh, just a little... Oh. Oh no! Let's okay. You can check out the Ratatouille TikTok musical <laughs> playing now. Um, you know, uh, for ages twelve to thirteen. Some okay. So let's talk some uh, so quickly. Let, talk Eternals. Yeah, only because we haven't talked about Eternals a whole lot on this podcast. Uh, so some character breakdowns were actually released. Uh, kind of what was it ahead of like some toy leaks. Uh, I know a yes. lot of Lego sets. Uh, they had a lot of like really crisp images of what these these heroes are look like, and they kind of look like a Marvel's Power Rangers, to be honest. Yeah, kind of. Um, but I'm gonna go through these. So Icarus, <clears throat> and so then you're, you're gonna, gonna go through all of them, or we're gonna go back and forth. 
That's no. a lot of. That's a holy smokes. Yeah, it, I, okay, I can go read ahead, fast. Go, no, no. You can okay, go what for your it, job is to do is you're going to name the actor who's playing these. Oh, because I'm going to remember. Well, pull oh, up your phone. I guess I could do that too, even though I know. But okay. Do you know all of these who are they're playing? Heck no. Of course not. <laughs> look it up let, on your let, phone. Let me, Why don't let you have IMDb look. on? Huh? I'm, do you not have the IMDb app? I am on the IMDb app. Oh, I have the dark mode. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, dark mode is okay. not for me. So we have Icarus, who is played by... Richard Madden from okay. Cinderella. Yes, he is the tactical leader and most powerful Eternal and takes pride in keeping other Eternals safe. Moral, kind of a charisma, uh, kind and charismatic. Icarus boasts the power of incredible strength, flight, and the ability to project beams of intense cosmic energy from his eyes. When the monstrous deviants return after centuries, Icarus leads the charge to unite scattered Eternals to stop the new threat. You bet we'll have some Icarus t-shirts available as well. Um, okay, this Cersei, who is played by... Cersei is played by Gemma Chan, who was in Captain Marvel 2. She played the blue one whose name is... Which is so weird that they do that. Ah, the continuity. Um, Okay, so Cersei is the eternal with an affinity for humanity. Cersei is a happy working... Is as happy working as a museum curator as she is saving humans from the threat of deviance. Cersei has the ability to manipulate matter, changing the makeup of any non-sentient material she touches... She's also been in love with Icarus for centuries and helps him recruit the Eternals for one last mission. That's so cute. Okay. Ajak, who is played by? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek is the spiritual leader of the Eternals. Her wisdom has helped guide the team since they arrived here from their home planet to help defend humanity from the deviants and to help humans advance to the modern civilization that they live in today. Ajak can not only heal humans and Eternals alike, but she can also communicate with celestials as well. And we've all seen celestials in Guardians of the Galaxy. Fostos, who is played by... Brian Tyree Henry, who played uh, Miles Morales' dad in Into the Spider-Verse. Boom. Uh, Fostos is, a blessed, is blessed with the power of innovation. He's able to create whatever he can imagine, provided that he has enough energy uh, or has enough raw materials at his disposal. Over the centuries, Fastos has helped nudge humanity forward technology, while technologically, while always keeping his brilliance hidden in the shadows. Nice. Okay, now we have Makari, who is played by Lauren Ridloff, who you can see in The Sound of Metal right now, which is getting Oscar buzz. Nice with Raz Ahmed. Yep. Ooh, nice. Okay, Makari is the fastest woman in the universe. She uses her cosmically powered super speed to scout planets for Eternals, and the only deaf Eternal and as the only deaf eternal, the sonic boom that accompanies her cosmic running does not affect her. Cool. Interesting. Okay, Drieg. That is uh, Barry Keoghan from uh, Dunkirk. Oh, I love that kid. Okay. Uh, Drieg. Is that Drieg. how you... Drug? Drug. Drug. Yeah. Can use cosmic energy to control the minds of men. Druig has become withdrawn from the other Eternals because he disagrees with how they've interacted with mankind over the centuries. Aloof and powerful at times, it's hard to determine whether he's a friend or a foe. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, Gilgamesh is played by... Madang Suk. Okay. Gilgamesh is the strongest and kindest member of the team. He becomes Thea's de facto partner when the events of the past exile from the rest... And I can't not read today. Thea is the facto partner when the events of the past exile them from the rest of the team. 
Capable of projecting powerful exoskeleton of cosmic energy, Gilgamesh is fierce. Is a fierce warrior who has become legendary for his fights with deviants throughout history. Okay, we only have a couple more. So, Fina is played by... Maleficent herself. Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Yeah. Okay. Fina, fierce warrior, more comfortable in battle than any other place. She has the ability to use cosmic energy to form any handheld weapon she can think of. Often surly and aloof, she forges an unlikely fresh friendship with Gilgamesh that spans centuries. This movie is so weird and bonkers. Yeah, bonkers. Okay, Kingo is played by the ripped... Oh my! Did you see the new photo of him where he's yes, flexing? Yes. Oh my goodness, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. He's gonna be the new Disney daddy here. <laughs> okay, Kingo is the eternal with the power to project cosmic energy projectiles with his hands. Over the centuries, he's become more. He's become enamored with the idea of fame. In present day, he's a famous Bollywood star who must leave his awesome. life of wealth and celebrity to help the team repel the new deviant threat. That's so funny. Can you imagine he's gonna be all. Oh, man. That's okay, so and finally, there is Sprite. And that is Leah McHugh, and she's can be seen in uh, Hulu's Into the Dark. Okay. Uh, and that dumb movie song, Bird by Michael Bay. You oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Sprite, who appears to be a 12-year-old girl, Sprite has the ability to cast lifelike illusions. Her friendship with Cersei hides a world-weary sadness because she's a tr- she's been treated like a child by humanity for centuries. But Sprite is much stronger and cleverer than she appears, which will come in handy as they, uh, as while they battle with the Deviants. That's the most interesting character to me out of all of them. Yeah. A 12-year-old who's, like, got the mind of, like, a mature adult. Yeah. Which, there are kids like that, but she can cast, like, lifelike illusions. Thank you. <laughs> she can cast lifelike illusions, which is crazy, because what, what, what can she cast? Like... Anything. Yeah, no, what I'm saying, like, imagine is... Like, imagine if she casts, like, so a, another Marvel character. That's what I was going to say, is there going to be some cool cameos? Like how Chris Just, Evans was in Thor to Dark World? Um, exactly. Sadly, there's no character breakdown of Kit Harrington's character of the Black Knight, but yeah. well, they're keeping him secret. So, there's your character breakdowns for Eternals. Hopefully, we'll get a, a trailer here in a month or so. Moving on up to the east side, Yeah. All right. Um, you can check out everything leaving Hulu, coming to Disney Plus, and uh, coming to Hulu this month. Okay, so Skylar wrote this one up. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this for a short second. So this is one that again came from Murphy's Multiverse. Um, you know, he Charles Murphy had heard that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who has been circled for multiple Marvel roles, uh, Scott Lang mm-hmm. at one point, yeah. Star-Lord at one point. He was one of the finalists for Star-Lord. Uh-huh. Um, oh, he would have been a banging Star-Lord. He would have been a cool Scott Lang, too, yeah. I think. Um, but he had heard, uh, Charles had heard that he'd been recently in contact with Marvel. As he should. That's, yeah. There's no way this dude can get DC and not Marvel. Come on. Yeah, so it would make sense based on what I said, though it, you do need to keep in mind with this story, or I should say with Charles's report, um, oh, which you can check out on our site, and you can check out the original story at Murphy's Multiverse. Um, it is unaware what the what the meeting was for, the the contact was for. It could have been, you know, hey, happy holidays, or you know what? In fact, we do want you to meet with roles. But this isn't the first time that the studio has been trying to contact new. Uh, talent because they have new projects in the works. Fantastic Four, well, X Men. Um, it Blade. leads me to believe, believe believe that he can either be up for Nova or Mister Fantastic. It's possible if that's the case. Oh, he but, would make but, a killer. But we he need would be killer in both roles. Yeah, but we need to remember that um, it could have been just you know nonchalant. Hey, how you doing? 
maybe not for a project. And that's out of respect for would, that that's out of respect for Charles's report, though. Right, but I just don't see why they would just contact him out of the yeah. blue for no reason. Well, it's the same thing with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski earlier this year, where they both took meetings with Marvel. Which I still think there's something in development with them, and it could be directing and writing, which is what John Krasinski. How would you feel if they have they cast someone else as Mister Fantastic, but cast Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman and have John Krasinski direct? You can't. Why? Because John Watts is directing Fantastic. Oh, duh. Oh, I'm an idiot. Never mind. <laughs> that was a stupid moment. Okay. Um, new piece of news uh, regarding something that we dropped a long time ago called Encanto, which um, we actually dropped the character breakdowns if you guys want to go take a look. Um, actually, this uh, the new uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who is from... Brooklyn Nine Nine, cool, 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 cool. She has been cast as the lead, Maribel. Maribel. Um, I'm not going to go through these all character descriptions. You guys can either look at our exclusive, or I put the character breakdowns in the Stephanie Beatrice article as well. Um, but they're making some moves, and uh, yeah, she was. And by the way, when this article came out, she was not the name I heard for the role. The name, was it? The, the name I had originally heard for, that they wanted for that role, I won't say that they wanted, but someone that was they were interested in, was uh, West Side Story's Rachel Zegler. Ooh, she's, like she, she's going to become a hot commodity yeah, when, so that, when that movie comes maybe out. Maybe they circle her for one of the other roles in the project, but that's a name that Disney wants in their wheelhouse somewhere, some way, somehow. Yeah. Um, okay, again, on. again, Josh killed it. Twenty weeks of Disney animation. There's like three or four of them up there. Yeah. Um, Disney stocks are breaking all ty- all types of records, which is great Especially to hear. Especially after that investors meeting. I do want to highlight that Star Wars actor and Kim Possible voice actor Tom Kane, uh, who's who no- plays Yoda on the Clone yeah, Wars. He's, he's almost in anything Star Wars post. The original trilogy, he's he's made some sort of voice cameo in a lot of Yoda, a, yeah, a lot of Yoda. He's done some Qui Gon. He did Qui Gon Jinn in the holiday special that just came out. He's the narrator for a lot of these Star Wars projects. He's Professor Utonia, uh, Utonium in Powerpuff Girls. He's uh, Monkey Fist in Kim Possible. He suffered a stroke. Um, unfortunately, according to neurologists, he might not be able to do any voice work ever again. <sighs> um, so we hope he can recover quickly. You know. You know, prayers to him because yeah. Derek and I are we we love you know his voice work in video games and you know we we watch Clone Wars and Rebels and Star Wars is just a huge part of everyone's lives yeah. now that you know it's sad to hear and you know speedy recovery to him yeah um, I don't um, think we need to go through uh, the the production delays but they did delay uh, just for a couple more weeks Love Victor and Big Shot. Uh, due to COVID, because California is just crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, super nuts. Yeah, we're the new New York. Um, if you haven't voted really quick before we kind of move on, uh, we do have the Diz Insider Awards that are going on for the rest of the weekend. Um, go ahead and vote. It was a last-minute thing. We have big plans for next year's award season. Yes. So we, we, me and Derek were just talking about it. Um, we're super stoked. Um, I believe there's 10 categories to vote on next year. It's going to be over double that. Um, but we did want to highlight, uh, and this comes from Sean Nyberg, that we were we, the idea was to do a person of the year from the Walt Disney Company, and instead of giving it to any one person, uh, it, it was really on the back of Sean Nyberg, and we all agreed that uh, the cast members are going to be the Diz Insider Award, uh, basically the Diz Insider's first person of the year. And uh, in honor of the cast members and what they've been going through, uh, we gave a generous donation to the Disney cast member pantry, which is 
helping support financially these cast members who've been furloughed, fired, and what mm-hmm. what whatnot. Um, so please check out that article if you can donate and help them out. That would be a wonderful thing to do, whether it's a dollar or five hundred dollars, whatever you have. Make that it you a can million, afford. and we'll and we'll we'll send you a poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it a million and Derek will match it. Yes. Um, Walt Disney World, they uh, removed uh, two rides from the 2021 release schedule, and that's Tron. And oh, yeah, bummer. The Tron ride. I mean, uh, not like we can go there and ride it. <laughs> this is true. The Tron ride, and I forget the other one. Wasn't um, it Snow White? Is it Snow White? I don't know. Let's check, because we have the article literally right yeah. here. We're trying to think about it. Um, oh, Ratatouille's... Oh, the, the two most anticipated rides for Walt Disney World. And then a couple... Pro, uh, another couple projects... Oh, wait. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and then you just said the, the Tron Light Cycle Power Run. Yeah, so... Looks wow. like there's going to be some delays. It's uh, it's no surprise here. Obviously, with everything going on, construction's been paused due to COVID, then restarted. So they, they were delayed, just like Disneyland's construction's delayed on Avengers Campus. So this yeah. is no shock. So... It looks like 2022 for all these rides. Um, Disney legend Ron Dominguez passed away, uh, you know, this week. And, you know, rest in peace to him. He was a big part of the Walt Disney Company. Um, you could check out the article there. And then a couple other articles on the site that you could check out. If you guys out. want to see how well Disney movies did this year, uh, Sean Nyberg actually put up a great article, uh, which you can find on our website right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as of this recording. So this is, this is going to be a little shorter of an episode. Um, so for right now, we're actually going to give you our top five and top and worst five movies of 2020. Yeah, best and worst. So how do we want to do this? You want to just go your, let's do worst five. Okay, let's start with worst five. Do you want to go back and forth or do you want to do all five? Let's go back and forth. Okay. It's drawn out. Okay, cool. And then we'll quickly talk about why it's in our worst and best. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start from the bottom of my list. I'm going to start, yeah, same with me. Okay. Go number five. One of the worst movies I've seen this year, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, is it bad? It's so bad. It's so boring. It's, it's so bland. The- it's not scary. Um, I will Let's say see. that uh, the chick, she's from It, and I cannot remember her She's not good in anything, by the way. She was good in It, and mm. she was good in Sharp Objects. I was going to say she's good in Gretel and Hansel. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, but that, I've that never movie, seen that though. That movie is garbage. Uh, garbage. It's like, it tops into like parent, like, well, paranormal, of course, but like supernatural and, and, and shit like that. And I'm like, this is weird. This isn't Hansel and Gretel that go and take candy and then get eaten. Yeah. They're like, they're her house guests for so like years. Gretel it's, and Han- Hansel and Gretel, which Hunters is much better. With, uh, with Jeremy Renner and, uh, is it Gemma Arton? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so much better. Oh my okay, goodness. so that's one of my worst movies of 2020. My, so my number five worst movie of 2020 is, in fact, a Disney movie. It was delayed. It should have came out years ago. It's a Disney Channel type of movie. It's Magic Camp. Oh. It is so bad, and it restricted Adam Devine, who's awesome in Workaholics. It restricts him and puts him in the worst spot he can be in, and that's a, a straight-up lead in a basically a kid's movie like a blues clues <laughs> yeah and the, the, the magic scenes are kind of dumb it the, the comedy does not hit and i know it's aimed t- more towards a younger audience but i still didn't find it funny if you're gonna put adam divine in there you're you trying to draw an older audience you should it's so bad dude you should have had levi watch it and just watch his reactions 
I don't think Levi just... wanted to watch it. <laughs> Levi's like, nah, I'm good. Well, thankfully, I didn't check out Magic Camp. Well, that's what this list is for. Avoid these five. Yes. Okay, the next movie that I think is the worst of 2020 is The Tax Collector. Okay, I, I will say this. I'll move that down. The Tax Collector is, is going to be my number four, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, there's so many things wrong with this movie. First of all, um, Shia LaBeouf is barely in the movie. He probably has maybe about nine, ten minutes of screen time. He probably had no business being in the movie, but that's a different conversation. I liked him in the movie. That was I, the only part that I liked. George Lopez was in the goddamn movie, and, oh, dude. The, George Lopez has no... He's in Cats and Dogs 3. He's in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 1, 2, and 3. George Lopez has deemed you're only, himself You're only good horror. on the George Lopez show. And that guy. <laughs> and you're a good yeah. comedian. But anyway... This film hits it missed so many marks. It tried to be like Training Day, die, try to be like Training Day. Um, it tried to be like Training Day. It and did. It really did. It couldn't have gotten more further away from what I, that the film was actually trying to capture. And poor, poor uh, David Ayer. David Ayer, he's, because he's, he gave you he gave you freaking really good movies like. Uh, uh, he's he's on a pretty bad streak. Though. He is on a really bad streak. So um, yeah, Tax Collector, not a good movie. Yeah, it's, um, check it out if you can. It's, um, it, but I, you'll be disappointed. It's a bad movie. And what I'll say is, you made a good point. It's like Training the Day. The lead is so bad. That's what I forgot to say. The lead, uh, he's the Mexican guy. He is so. He's not a good actor. Bad. No, he's. Oh not. my god. Um, they tried to go Training Day meets Scarface in yeah, in not like happening. East LA. It's so weird. And then Shia LaBeouf got his whole tat like chest blasted, like tattoos, for nothing. Yeah, way to <laughs> way to go from holes. But to it's this. a pretty dope chest piece, so I will say that. Uh, I guess he, it's his. It's his body. He could do whatever he wants with it. I got tattoos. No one would agree with. Yeah, me too. Um, I got a puff no. ball with a Christmas hat on. But my it, arm. it definitely is one of the worst movies of the year. David Ayer really needs <clears throat> whatever project he does next. He really needs to hit because after that, I'm just I'm I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Another one of my worst of 2020 is a, uh, and I'm going to get so much heat for this. It is a Disney movie. It's probably on my list. It's Mulan. Oh, it's definitely not as bad as these three. But yeah. go ahead, Mulan. Um, like I was worst. One of the worst movies I've seen in uh, 2020. I don't think it's worst. I for me, asleep. for me. Any time that I fall asleep during a movie, it's bad. Okay. No, no. That's your that's your opinion. And I don't know. I mean, I love the original. I wish they would have had more. I know they were trying to go more towards the, the Chinese uh, uh, poem. But, man, it did not hit. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just the, the action sequences weren't that amazing. The plot line in general, I mean, the it's just it missed a bunch of marks for me. And it was just boring to me. So when I tell you my three, I think you'll go, Man, you you're right, Mulan's still the one of the worst, but not as worse as these. Yeah. Here's a movie that I know I already know one is on your list and we've talked so much shit about it. And I, it's number one. Of course it is. <laughs> we'll get there. So number three for me is a movie that I when I saw the very first trailer. I made comments on Twitter that this movie looks garbage and is going to fail at the box office. It was one of the first movies to come out in 2020, and of course it failed. And it failed not even because of COVID, because it came out in January before the shutdowns happened in March. So it had two months to do something. Didn't do anything. 
I finally got around to watching it because I had watched Soul, and I'm like, I want to watch something else, and I'm, I was on HBO Max. I'm oh, like, I totally disagree with you on this. I totally disagree. I liked this movie. Anyways, so I so I said I'm gonna watch this movie, and I'm going to, I'm gonna just go in with open arms and and give it a shot. It's it it's it's close to Artemis Fowl, but it's number three because the other two movies are are just as bad. And it's Doolittle. Oh, never mind. I thought you were talking about something way different. What, what were you? I thinking? thought you were talking about Scoob. No, oh no, I don't think it was the worst. The one of the worst. Do I didn't little. like it. Yes, yeah. you did yes. say on Twitter very vocally that this Doolittle movie looks like complete dog crap. It is. Um, there is. It's got this weird. He has this weird connection to the animals. It's almost like pillow talk. And I'm Ew. like, they're like, well, he's laying down with a gorilla, and he's like looking him dead in the eyes, and it's like everything will be okay. And, and he's <laughs> got this weird. He's got this weird like um, whale uh, Welsh accent, and it's it, it's so weird. It just does not fit yeah. what they're doing. He was trying to go. He was trying to tap into the, his Sherlock Holmes. And I thought the animation was going to be kind of cool. It looks horrid. The animation looks horrid, dude. And um, uh, Kumail Nanjiani tries his best to be funny, and it doesn't hit. Mm. Um, John Cena's not funny. None of these characters are funny. It's it's not funny at all. It's it's just it's super long, drawn out. Oh. It's you can tell there was some behind the Sounds scenes. Sounds like drama. The Hobbit. I, uh, <laughs> man, you watch Doolittle and tell me what you think. I probably um, still want to watch Doolittle over The Hobbit. <laughs> Probably, um, it's not good. It's it, it's it's a one big, it's one big mess. I'll yeah. say that just to be nice. Well, damn, came out for blood. Okay, this next movie, which I not a lot of people saw, and I just happened to walk into my in laws' house while they were watching it, and they just started it, and it's a dog crap movie. It's called You Should Have Left with Kevin Bacon. It's oh, kind of like a trippy the, horror movie. Is it, that's not from Blumhouse, is it? No. Oh, okay. No, it is. It's bad. I it saw the trailer so for it. It's it's not scary. It's really hard to follow if you ha- you have to pay extra attention to it. And I don't like those movies that you have to pay extra attention to or you have to watch multiple times. I mean, some of them. Anyway, that movie is dog crap. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, not a good movie. Next one on my list was one that I... I I flirted with this one in another movie, and I was just like, which one do I really want to put on here? Like, do I really want to put Scoob on here? No, Scoob was never on my list. Um, it's Black Beauty on Disney+. Plus. It's another Disney+. Oh, Plus we movie. talked about that. It's not good. Oh. It's not good. I tried giving it a watch, and Kate it's Winslet's... The, it's, the, it's the girl from the, la- the Nutcracker, right? Yeah, and uh, Kate Winslet, and it's yeah. just boring. Boring, 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 slow... You don't get connected to any of these characters. The story's been told hundreds of times much better. And no wonder Warner Brothers sold this to Disney. They were trying to cut bait. They're like, we're not throwing this on HBO Max. No way. So that's... Yikes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the last one of my worst movies is something that just came out on Christmas Day. No, you're not going there. Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, no. Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, I knew you would go there. No. The plot is the most dog shit plot that I've ever seen in a superhero oh, movie. Man. I would watch the original Captain America from the 70s over that movie again. But I will say some uh, some some stuff. Um, Gal Gadot's acting is awesome. Gal Gadot is 
she's really stepped up a lot from like the murder on the Orient Express and like the first Wonder Woman and a bunch of wrong like it is action not, comedies. It is, yeah, it is not a good movie. Though. No, it is not a good movie. Kristen Wiig before she has that awful CGI is really good. Pedro Pascal is really good, and then Chris Pine for the amount of time he's in the movies, he's really good. It's just I have a lot of problems with the the structure and the plot of the movie. It was just so dumb. I find it really weird that there was this like guy who kind of looks like Chris Pine and then. He took over the body of Chris Pine in this illusion, and then she sleeps with the dude. And I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't." All I see is you. (laughs) Oh, it's so weird. I'm like that poor Uh, guy. Did not hit poor real man who didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he didn't like. But they flirted at the end, so (laughs) I ain't going nowhere. He's not as. Who who was that actor? What? I don't know. Exactly, no do I care. exactly. He ain't gonna be in Wonder Woman three. They can flirt all they want. I want to see how the next time they'll bring Chris Pine back when they hit the nineties. He's <laughs> in a Wonder zombie. Woman. Yeah, will you still kiss me? <laughs> Gal Gadot's like yes. <laughs> I will never love again. <laughs> oh, so cheesy. But anyway, it's, it's a bad so movie. That, yeah, it's a bad movie. I, I didn't think he'd put it on the worst. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd I would put it on the worst. It is bad though. Yeah. It is bad. Um. It's time, folks. The most awful, worst movie of the year. And Hor- you know what it is. It's disgusting. It's an abomination. It rhymes with Artemis Nowell. It's Artemis Fell. It's the, absolutely the worst movie of the year. It's got the worst acting from everyone. There's a Dame in it. There's Josh Gad in it. There's Colin Farrell in it. You're like, yeah, give it to me. Colin Farrell's in it for about five minutes. Judy Dench has this weird accent because she's an elf or pixie or whatever the heck you want to call her. Yikes. Josh Gad, I've said this before, he's 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 knockoff dollar store uh, Hagrid. Hagrid. He has <laughs> he, he eats he eats dirt and digs holes when he eats the dirt by pooping the dirt out. Yeah, I said that. The kid thinks he the little the the, the, uh, the kid the Artemis Fowl kid he he's he, he he's a little douche. You don't get attached to him. He's like he's the most unlikable like, character in the world. He looks like a Tommy Lee Jones cosplay, but at twelve. Yeah, it, for Men like, in Black. Like, kind of, <laughs> and, oh my! Oh, that's such a good comparison. Then there's this little girl they introduce you to, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe she'll make him better. And she's just as bad as he is. <laughs> and then you get this knockoff Terry Crews looking guy as Why not Artemis just get Fowl. Terry Crews. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. The oh. special effects are bad. And then you get this classically trained director to come in there and direct it. And Who directed it? Kenneth Branagh. Oh. And then he goes and... Oh, I'm, Death uh, on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Death yeah, on the yeah, Nile. Right? This movie's been out for eight months and I'm still trying to kind Comprehend of fix... It. Yeah, fix my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to ruin my life, Disney. You okay. got three movies on this list. You shouldn't have three movies on my worst. No, I have, I have only one, thank God. All right. Um, Okay, so my best movies. I'm going to go from down to up. Wait, you're going number one to number five? No, I'm going five to number one. Okay, okay. Actually, I didn't put these in any particular order. I really didn't either. But I'm going to go out on the limb here and say one of my favorite movies this year was Bill and Ted. Face the Music. That was a good one. Loved that movie. I love Bill and Ted. How cheesy it is. They still kept that in in the third movie, which was pretty much, like, the overall, like, kind of way that they go about it. You know, cheesy time travel. Sure. Two stoner dudes that don't smoke weed, but they play, you know, they want to be a bi- in a big band. Now they're in their early, or their late 40s, and you know how much I love Samara Weaving. Oh. And uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a great movie. There's the robot that's actually played by. Uh, if you guys seen Barry, he's actually one of the Russian mobsters. He's like the really bald, and he played Victor uh, Victor Zaz in Gotham. Oh man, that dude is so funny as that robot. Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to. So that's to that's remember. that's one of my favorite movies of this year. I I I liked it too. I actually really liked it. I think it's the weakest. Well, we had of the, the yeah, we, we had, had the, the movie whole night. yeah we had a whole marathon. We watched one, two, and the next one. It's it's my second favorite of the franchise, but it's still really good. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. I love seeing Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves super like in those really bad like I, like ripped prison type of stuff. My favorite scene is, and it's not even one of the comedy scenes. It's when you see um, uh, Rufus. In a, as a hologram, it was like a nice yes. little nod to George Carlin. Yeah, that's a good one. My number five is one that I was so excited for, and I it, and I had my expectations high, so I knew I was going to come in here and it was going to lower, and it didn't. It's from Blumhouse. It's Freaky. Oh, I have another one from Blumhouse on my list. A Freaky is Freaky Friday meets Happy Death Day. That's a, it's exactly what it is. Vince Vaughn. It's probably like Vince Vaughn's best work in like since Wedding Crashers, like, legitimately. As a comedy role? As, exactly, because okay. that's he all he plays. He drama really good, too. Yeah, he, well, he's totally comedic here. Catherine Newton's great in it. She has two little friends that are really funny in it. Um, well, isn't there one? He was like, he's like, uh, something, I'm gay, and we're all gonna die, or something yeah, yeah. like that. That's all, we're so dead. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's it, the whole movie throughout, and Catherine Newton plays like a, like the way she plays like a killer guy and then switches off to play a girl to like fake out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Tyler, nuts. Tyler! Tyler! It's nuts. <laughs> and you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Ferris Bueller's best friend Cameron plays one of the uh, a-hole teachers who gets killed. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, but it, it, it was just so much fun. And if you like Happy Death Day. Yes, I love Happy Death and Day. And you like the idea of like body switching movies, this movie's right up your alley. I had so yeah. much fun with it in like a year that you didn't have a lot of fun I with. love how Blumhouse just looked at Groundhog's Day and say, how can we make this as wonky and as horror-y as we can? And boom, two movies that have been hit right on the nail. Yeah, comedy and horror. Which you, if you explain Happy Death Day and Freaky to me, I would have said, oh, these sound like dog shit. Like what the hell are they yeah. doing? They executed it very well. Yeah. Next one on my list has one of my favorite Lonely Island boys, Palm Springs. Okay, Loved. I'm gonna agree with you here. I'll put I'll move that to four because Palm okay. Springs is on my oh list. Oh my too. god. Okay, so many things about this movie. Again, J.K. Simmons was hilarious in this movie. Again, a Groundhog's Day type of movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, no, it's it it really it's as funny as it is like heartwarming. Yeah, because you actually figure out, you know, that uh, Andy Samberg's character, you know, he's been stuck in this loop for what twenty years or yeah. something like that, and you know, he just has to go day by day. Meets this chick, she ends up with, in the time loop with him, and it turns out to be like a really good, like kind of time bending love story. It's, it's, it's <laughs> super again, good. It's it's weird, and it's on Hulu if you haven't seen it, but it's. It's just it's again it's just one of those movies that are that you needed this year because it's yes, just because it's, it's great because there is some dram- dramatic pieces to it but it's more comedy and more oh, like so wacky funny. yeah and uh, it's it's right up Andy Samberg's uh, alley uh, there's a couple little cool cameos in there that you'll see throughout the movie yeah um, but yeah it's uh, that one's on my list too cool <clears throat> go go again since yeah. Okay, so the next one, and this has some real hot Oscar buzz around it. The Trial of the Chicago 7. 
Oh, okay. So good. Oh, okay. I have an honorable mention that I would actually like switch out for this. You know what? Switch it out. I'll switch it out because I just this movie came to mind, and it's one of it's one of probably my favorite movie of this year. So I'll put Trial of Seven in my honorable mentions. The Devil Inside. I'll I... talk about the Devil Inside. Go ahead. Oh my God! If if Tom Holland doesn't really because we've all. We all know him for Spider-Man, but you know he's gonna be Nathan Drake. He's gonna be in Cherry. He's gonna be in um, Cherry's gonna be dark uh, in that movie that got pushed back too many times. Chaos Walking. Uh, I he like was the in trailer the heart, that, but uh, it's, the heart, it's the heart of the sea, or something like that, with Chris Hemsworth, where it's about Moby Dick. I like that movie. It's it's pretty good. Um, but this has some serious like acting contending for it. Like he could get an Oscar nom for this. Robert Pattinson for how long he was in the movies, and he probably had like three minutes of screen time. Super good. Um, Bill Skarsgård is super good. Um, uh, what's his name from? Uh, he plays John Connor in Genesis. Oh, uh, Jai Courtney? Yeah. No. No. Oh, Jason, Jason Clark. Jason Clark is super good. Um, this whole movie is really like down. Sebastian Sand is awesome in this movie. He plays this really like he plays this like girly cop. And it's awesome. So this whole movie, well rounded. It's very Oscar worthy, and it had it tells a really good story of like the mid or like the the, the South. I Maybe guess. I'll give it another yeah. shot. I tried watching it, and I I was like tuned out. Oh, dude, it's you have to give it a shot. It's I'll try. So good. I, I started it, and I was just like, okay, it's really where's this going? Dark. And I'm like, this is weird. And then it was like, well, you I have, was probably like thirty minutes in, and I, I tuned out. Well, you have a kid that lost his. Parents, uh, you have suicide. You have yeah, it's, it's just not a serial killer. In yeah, it's this just sh- not. It's, it's a dark. It's, it's right up my alley. Yeah, I just don't like that stuff. But I yeah. understand. I'm not saying it's. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad or horrible. Yeah. I just. It's yeah. just not. So right. the it devil was, inside is is one of my favorite movies of this year. Cool, that's a good one. Um, oh, this one is. I was shocked how much I love this movie, and you can purchase it via Amazon and I, maybe Hulu. Um, but this has one of my. One of my favorite actors of the last few years, um, and the chick who I think should have played Mulan in the Mulan remake, it's Love and Monsters, and it's oh, with I Dylan O'Brien. I haven't seen this. It is insanely fun. It's a wacky monster movie, love story, comedy, uh, heartfelt drama in a way. It was just, it, it's crazy how small scale they've made this movie when it could have been a like a big screen hit. Obviously, you can't make it a big screen hit, right? And if you can spend the was it the nineteen dollars on any movie, I would go that then freaky. Really? Yeah, Love and Monsters is just out of this world good. Oh, okay, cool. Next up on my list is so this is the last movie I've ever saw in theaters before this whole shutdown. Is the Invisible Man? I, I and thought, gets, honorable mention for me, by the way. Yeah. This movie surprised the hell out of me. I did not think that it would be as dark and as gritty as... And it, the way that they make The Invisible Man with all the technology works. Yeah. And it flows. The it suit's it, crazy. Yeah, the suit's crazy. The actors are phenomenal. Elizabeth Moss is insane. She's so good. So good. She plays like... She gets twisted in a way, and it's yeah. just so good. It's so good, and, and it all comes Hodge. from like domestic abuse. That's why she pulls that all that in. The I mean, guy that plays uh, MC Ren, he's uh, he's the uh, the love interest with the daughter. He plays MC Ren in uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh yeah, oh he's uh, yeah. gonna be Hawkman. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. 
Um, but yeah, this makes me so excited for what 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 Blumhouse is doing with these Universal monsters because you know me, I love my Universal monsters. So this is a very good kickoff for it. And I'm stoked to see Ryan Gosling as the Wolfman. Nice. That's a good one. And Lee Whannell is a freaking genius. That could have been an honorable mention yeah. for me for sure. That's a that's a good pick. Yeah. Okay, so my number two is another one of those movies that kind of surprised me. It's on Netflix. You know me. I love hardcore action films. I love action. I love being invested. This is in my honorable mentions. It's Extraction. Yes. Extraction was on the edge oh, of your seat. Fun. So fun. It's just popcorn action and you get invested with Chris Hemsworth who just, you can feel how David like... Harbor's awesome in yeah, it. Yeah, you feel like how Chris Hemsworth has no soul now because he lost his son. Yeah. Um, you, he gets his connection, builds his connection with this kid he has no business getting a connection with. And protects him from these ruthless criminals, and he's just one big badass. And it's Chris Hemsworth, of course he's, yeah, but of course. he plays this Australian military, you know, guru. Ex, it, 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 oh, it's insane. The fight scene between him and you just said it, David Harbour's great. Oh, it's so fun. The the highway, the bridge scene, the very last scene, the shootout scene is one of my favorite, you know, scenes. Uh, of the year in terms of what it does for protecting the kid and yeah. ending a story. But there's at the opening, one of the opening scenes in the movie is when he first goes in to get that kid and he yeah, beats down a whole thing where that he whole like, sequence where he beats yeah, someone he with punches, a rake. Like, doesn't he punch through a hole? Yeah. And, yeah. And rips a guy through it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so much fun. I'm stoked for the sequel, yes. which is going to start shooting this year or expected to after yeah. uh, Thor love and thunder. But, uh, that's my number two. Awesome. It was so much yeah. fun. That's on my honorable mention. I one. had so much fun with that movie. And then last but not least, uh, my favorite Pixar movie, probably it's up par with Monsters, Inc. Like that's how, oh, I know that's how hold, that's how well I hold this movie. And you know, I'm a huge nerd. I love fantasy. Yep. Um, I know where you're onward. Yeah. And it's literally Pixar's version of Dungeons and Dragons, but told in a way to where this, it, it creates this world. It helps you make sense of yeah, the, all these things. All too. these things, you know, it's it's one of those good ideas, and I will always say that one of the best ideas was turning monsters under your bed into a full fledged organization and something that you have to train and you get to work at. And I think that taking that simple idea of monsters and turning it into this whole world, like you go to college to become a monster, and yeah. it's mind blowing. That's why it's my favorite, and. Onward does that. It takes you into this fantasy world where not a lot of people believe in the in the magic anymore. So you hear of manticores and stuff, and they're like, "What the hell is a manticore?" And you know, the manticore is like has her own restaurant now, and she's yeah. like, and it's it's so cool to bring these like Dungeons and Dragons because you and me play Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. super fun. Yeah, we have a great time, and uh, it really brought us it brought me back into like, okay, I'm role playing. Uh, this has this is along the lines of the you know like uh, like Maple Story that I played was out when I was a kid and stuff. I just balls to the walls fantasy crazy love it. There's a scene I forget what scene it is where Tom Holland like does something in Chris Pratt's car and he goes he goes what's happening it's not working he goes that doesn't work. <laughs> I love that quick scene yeah. or the Manticore he's dressed up he's all he's all who's a happy Manticore. <laughs> It's just, uh, the, machi- the 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 karaoke machine's not working anymore. <laughs> uh, table fourteen said their mozzarella sticks are cold, and she just goes, <laughs> burns yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, great movie. It's my favorite of this year. That'd be on my honorable mentions. It's yeah. right there with Soul because Soul's not on my list. Yeah. Uh, Did my- you write an honorable mentions list? 
Uh, no, but I could just tell you that Invisible okay. Man would be there. Okay, I agree Wait, with go, it. Do with your do your okay. last movie, then we'll do our okay. Um, so this movie, I, this movie's way too long, but I liked it because the acting is so good from people you wouldn't think would do more drama than they're used to. It's the King of Stanton Island. Oh, I love that's on Pete, my honorable mentions list. Pete Davidson is so good in it. Bill Burr is really good in it. Um, they have this like weird offbeat connection. It's re- it hits it's really a, it's, col- it hits close to home because it's based on his life. It's an indie movie with heavy hitters. Yeah, and it's it's like a Palm Springs almost, but a little darker. Yeah. Um, and I I just I fell in love with the movie. It's kind of in a way it was heartwarming because like Pete Davidson develops this relationship with this family and yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's uh, another one of those films you can check out now. And it actually takes you know a lot of inspiration from his real life because yeah. his dad did die in nine eleven. Yeah. and was a firefighter so yes. it's super cool to see yeah so it's good and Pete Davidson's funny and everything oh he does yes. I, I like me some Pete Davidson so that's my number one film yeah. of the year for me but there's a lot of like indie films that a lot of people are like oh Minari's not on there or Mank and I'm like eh. well, I haven't seen those movies yet or yeah. like The Lighthouse I don't know did Lighthouse came Light, out last Lighthouse year? was last year that yeah. was on my top 10 last year by the way so good well Peanut Butter Falcon I saw this year but on it was from 10. last year yeah. oh, one of my all time favorite movies now yeah okay some honorable mentions I'm not gonna get too hard into this so uh, like he said um the King of Staten Island is on there. Uh, Extraction, Bloodshot, which I know a lot of people do not agree with me, but I love. I had so much fun with Bloodshot. That's fun. Uh, Lovebirds, which was oh awesome. yes, Lovebirds yes, definitely awesome. needs to be there. Soul, of, of Soul course. needs to be there. Um, Hamilton, loved Hamilton. Oh, uh, Hamilton. Um, Scoob, I loved Scoob. <laughs> and then right. a, a couple documentaries that I watched. The uh, the Chris Watts story on Netflix was really really good. Uh, you have to have a strong stomach. Um, because it is so horrid. And then I watched The Ripper, which is about the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah, you, uh, I remember you were yeah, telling me about very, that. Very, very good. If you guys are into true crime and serial killers like I am, it's a very good documentary. Um, but yeah, that's my honorable mentions. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of nailed uh, a couple of mine as well. Souls on there, Onwards on there, The Invisible uh, Invisible Man. Invisible hey, you are the last the person to make fun of me for <laughs> messing up my words here. I know. Um, the Invisible Man is definitely on there. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, right. I was like, oh, okay. No. Um, that'd probably be it. I mean, this is a weird year for movies. and uh, We still got a lot of good stuff this year. Yeah, 2021 seems to be a better year. And yeah. There's a lot of movies that it did just come made... out in 2020 to streaming. It's just... Well, it makes not, me they think don't like... What would I oh, have thought oh, about Black uh, Widow? What would I have thought yeah. about, you know, Death on the Nile yeah. or An American Eternals? Pickle, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was also, I forgot. Yeah. It was actually on my top my top list until I remembered that um, that Palm Springs came out this yeah, year. Yeah. But yeah, the American Pickle is hilarious. Yeah, so there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of projects in 2021 to look yeah. forward to. I, I, we couldn't even rattle them off, but you'll find out. This time next year when we do the uh, Dis- Insider Awards again. Oh, man. You're, we're going to have a heavy hitter list. We're going to have to break it down. I know. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, next podcast, we're actually going to do our top uh, 10 movies that we're looking forward to this year. And that's going to be... We, if, if you guys are longtime listeners to me or Skylar, if you guys listen to the, the Cinema Insider podcast, we, we did that for the top 2018 movies, and we had a, a lot of fun with it. So we're going to try that again. But um, it's and it might time. not just be Disney, by the way. No, no, a, a lot of my favorite movies this year weren't necessarily. Yeah, well, that's Disney. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, time for the rumor of the week. Let's do it. You do wanna, it. You want to hit me with a drum roll? 
I'm only I'm only addressing this because it was asked multiple times in the live. If you follow us on Instagram and you saw our Instagram live, I needed to address this because I'm tired of seeing you ask. There are two names in the running for Hercules. Oh, yeah. this is huge. He hasn't even told me this yet, and he's showing me some concept art from The Little Mermaid oh, after yeah. this. Um, and one name, I, I did tell, I'm pretty sure I told you one name. Um, so there's two actors that are like heavily being in, uh, looked at right now. The first one is one who had to drop out of a project recently. It's Taron Egerton. Ooh. But the character is so wide based in Greek mythology that they're not going. If you read Greek mythology, Hercules was never just a one color god. He was multi. He was a multicolored god, right? Because he's a god. He's a mythical yeah. character, well, demigod, demigod. Exactly. Second name, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, I think I like that better than Taron Egerton. And I think I told you that. No, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I told you that. Mm, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I sent you a picture. Of Michael B. Jordan. Well, then I just said, oh, yeah. Oh, no, so that was hot. his OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, my fault. My fault. Uh, so that was your rumor of the week. Um, again, thank you yes. guys so much. We're, we're so stoked for 2020. Stay safe this year. We're not we're not out of the woods yet. Just because it's 2021 doesn't yeah. mean we're, we're, we're better. It doesn't cure all your problems, so. No, no. Uh, so stay safe. Yeah. Let's all stay. Wear your mask. Stay six feet apart. Do your, do your due diligence when going out and doing your things. And then maybe... Just maybe things will open up here pretty soon. Um, you know, again, we, we want to thank our lovely, lovely executive producers, which needs to get updated because I think there's an executive producer there that's not on there anymore. Well, I had to take one off. Okay, then that might have been the person. We won't say the person. Hit me with it. He him. had one of the coolest names ever. <gasps> he dropped off. Sir Phileas Strickland? <laughs> Darn you. <laughs> How dare you leave Devonshire of Northwood? No. No, read me off. probably left because we were like... He's all like, screw these guys making fun of my name. It's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> it is high. <laughs> Phileas Strickland the second. Dance for me, Jester. Okay. Okay, go Anyway, ahead. this podcast is executive produced by Elliot Bullock the second, Andrew Desimir, Lauren Javier, Adam Armstrong, Brian Griebel, Ernesto Barrera, uh, Spencer Weary, Sean Williams, Jiko Chu, Brianna Schad, Jacob Cano, Edward Rose, Mint God, Lex Lindquist, Brian Kitson, Randy Cole, Danik Bigras, Don Satori, Jackson Wayne, coolest name ever, Corinne Graves, please start a true crime podcast, Colin Kristek, Carrie Castro, Casey Moore, Hit me and- up in the DMs, Casey, I need to talk to you. About one little thing. Thank you. We love you. Yes. And Abby Stoshak. Thank you guys so much for the support. That'll do it for episode 28 of the Diz Insider Show. We'll see you guys Tuesday for episode 29. And then we're almost to 30. We're almost your age. Oh, hey, keep it down. You old ass. Oh, my goodness. Um, Derek, I need you to do me one huge favor. Got you. Play me that sweet, sweet outro music. And a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. Bye.